Hey, Danger Dangers here with a quick announcement. The nomination window for the 2024 Crit Awards closes on May 31st, and it would mean the world to us to have your help getting on the ballot. A link to the nomination form, as well as a document with some of our suggested responses, is in the episode description. But that being said, please feel free to vote for whichever shows you are most passionate about. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I'm your host slash Crypt Keeper. Just a quick heads up, for this session, Daniel couldn't make the recording, so we are temporarily putting the Imhotep arc on pause. We will make up for it later at some point by having a full episode dedicated solely to Imhotep's escape from hell. But for now, though, back to the rest of the team. Hi, everyone. I'm Ben Magnet. I play Mary Frankenstein, who is the party's barbarian slash paladin now. I got some paladin powers. Woo-woo! I'm a paladin now. That's rad. I was able to take care of the bag of weasels, and by take care of it, I was able to get Imhotep's body out of said bag, as well as the Javel of Lightning. I gave the bag to Larry, so hopefully he can take it to uh, Maledict to get it unweaselified. And I had a run-in with the spirit of Maria Van Helsing, and I took up the Oath of Redemption, which means I have to use violence as an absolute last resort. And everyone can be redeemed in some way, shape or form. However, Gross. there are some creatures out there, Dracula, <laughs> that are inherently evil and there's no hope for them. So the best thing for them is to smite. No, no. First, we have to talk to him. Yeah. You know, ask him how his day is and then go ahead and start smiting. I mean, with Dracula, I'm pretty sure there's a loophole where, <laughs> with all the stuff that he's done. It's it's smiting time. Carmilla shrinks away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my day last time. I am Grayson. I played Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Party's Rogue, last session. Uh, Jack had a conversation with Carmilla, found out it was her birthday, did not wish her happy birthday. <laughs> Hit away and was distracted by a patch of visible skin that he actually has on his arm. Oh yeah. Um... He's not exactly sure what's really going on because last time he was aware, it was only supposed to be temporary, but it seems to be like spreading, possibly. Carmilla shared with Jack that Abraham is now gone for good, uh, then received a nice hug, which he did not reciprocate. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, a, just a real great A asshole. Yeah. Chatted with Phantom uh, about potential plans for Christine some opera singer that we have no idea who is about, and then was able to snatch the Necronomicon and was able to successfully cast Modify Memory on Phantom. Successfully, in air quotes. Yes, yes, in, <laughs> in air quotes. <laughs> I mean, it worked. <laughs> I mean, that is the definition of successful. We're not talking about any side effects or backlash or... Award is someone that might be a little wee sleepy, <laughs> like I don't know, three levels of exhaustion sleepy. Oh god. I forgot about that. Um, that's um yeah, Jack Jack kind of needs a nap. He's a little <laughs> tired. Hello everyone. My name is Aaron. I play the Phantom of the Opera, our bard. Last time there was a lot going on. The team has a narc now. <laughs> there goes the three best friends. 
Shoot. And you know what? We're subbing in Jack. I feel like we're the new dubious duo. Uh, it's very oh, yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that while I was taking a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, it's an assassination attempt. And speaking of... <laughs> Oh, no. oh, oh. Phantom's having an uncharacteristically good couple of days. He's humming around. He's got access to the Necronomicon. And it's Jack's book for sure. But, uh, but he's got access to it. <laughs> and he just conscripted two of his friends to uh, commission the voice of Christine Daae. Voice heist. Voice heist. <laughs> so the vault is like a larynx. Oh my god. <laughs> the eyes are the windows to the soul and uh, the larynx is the vault. All Phantom's gotta do is just show me where to cut. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> no! Hey, no. hey now. Damn hell. I mean, it's what I'm good for. Hello everyone, my name is Janae. I play Carmilla Karnstein, our party's blood hunter who does not do any blood hunting. And um, last time, Carmilla got uncharacteristically emotional. I think too much has just been happening to her recently. <laughs> um, in terms of the amount of emotionality, I think that comes with nobody, like not even her prospective girlfriend remembers her. Somehow, though, the party does, which is an interesting and mysterious thing that I think she's going to want to figure out why. And kind of opened up to Jack, um, who... Yeah, the wrong person to open up to. <laughs> yeah, he's very comforting. It was like opening up to like a rock and you go, thanks, rock. You really <laughs> listen to me. And uh, yeah, I think um, Orlock has some information for her, which should be interesting to find out what that old wrinkly ball sack has to say. Damn. Okay. Well, I think you guys already <laughs> chatted. Cause... Yeah, we did. He's getting more info for Carmilla. Oh, that's great. He's looking into a way to deal with the memory yeah. problem. Yeah. Carmilla doesn't remember shit. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Larry Talbot, the lycanthropic warlock. And last time, Larry played a, a much more supportive role. He had a nice pep talk with Mary, very fortunately timed right before he took his paladin oath. And then he also played support in distracting Phantom while Jack grabbed the Necronomicon. Other than that, something I wanted to touch on a little bit, because knowing that we're about to enter the chaos of Phantom's Ark, I don't think we'll have time for. So we've had a couple days in town after the chat with Maleva, and it's really funny. In the moment when Larry heard the news of the power does not come from me, the power of your cards does not come from your werewolf, the power of your cards comes from you, very characteristically in the time his brain shut down, big steel wall door went over, and he was like, ha ha, I'm not going to think about that and I'm going to move on, and redirected the conversation. But now he's had a couple of days to kind of mull about it to himself about, oh God, what does the fact that I'm the one conjuring power into my cards, what does that mean for me? So Larry was going to do good, but Larry's a roller coaster and we're now hitting a fun little wee. Also, thank goodness, Mary's really stepping up as a moral backbone for uh, this group with the lack of Emotep here because I have a plan for Larry. 
that's going to be fun as a player, but is probably going to be really, really dumb <laughs> and not a good idea on his part. So I'm excited to uh, explore that Yay, option. Dumb. Just after Mary just became the paladin, he's like, I feel a disturbance in the force. I feel a theater shaped disturbance. <laughs> All responsibility is yours now. Damn it. <laughs> and with that, let's go disturb the force. Yeah. <laughs> First, Larry, card of the day. Card of the day, uh, I got the Wheel of Fortune, which is notoriously not a great card anymore, but I also got the Chariot. The Chariot is neutral at best. Everyone gets plus 10 movement speed uh, if they're within a certain parameter of myself. So uh, let's see how that benefits us in this walking around town episode. Everyone can shop real fast. Uh, that. That might come in handy. Oh. Yeah, especially when I'm exhausted. My speed is halved right now. Ooh. It's like a 10-hour energy. All right, bingo. The chariot. Everybody's shoes turns into... Um, Roller skates? I was going to say what are the... Uh, get the little wheels and the heels. Heelys, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone's got heelys now. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to start wheeling around all of Stratford and then find the one rock. Yes, <laughs> eat shit. <laughs> uh, Jordan, off mic, you said you had a thing you wanted to do, so let's start there. I want to talk to the amulet a little bit more. Oh, wake up, Renfield. Hello. <laughs> and you get a slight chill as you pull out the amulet. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um. So I have a few more questions for you, Renfield. Speak them, and I will answer as best I can. I don't actually know ultimately what your goal is. I know your your soul is stuck in this amulet, but I don't know what you want going forward, and I was hoping you could explain that to me. I simply want peace from my torment. I have been put through so much at the hands of the master. A lot of it admittedly deserved. I've done many terrible things, and I simply want to be free of all of that, to not have to worry about the master's needs anymore. My life was simple before I heeded his call. I do not know whether I preferred it that way or not. I've seen many things, some that have delighted me and others that have tormented me. All I want is for a little bit of normality and to not have to be under his thumb anymore. You think, as a soul in a locket, you would be able to return to normalcy? I do not know that while things exist as they are that I will ever truly be free. He has become so much a part of me that... I do not even know who I was before him anymore. Yes, I have memories and fragments of the life that I led before, but I cannot imagine a life separate from him. So that is where I need some help and some assistance. While some shred of him still exists, I can never truly be separate from him. Well, it seems that our goals align then. As lucky for you, I've got quite a bit of souls on my docket that I'd like to free. I've got um, I've got a witch with a forest full of lanterns of souls. That's on the list. I've got myself unfortunately. I'm a weird Russian doll 
situation going on here. I'm, I'm Larry is containing the wolf and the wolf is containing the souls of the wolf's victims. So we've got a lot of souls to rescue there. And then we've got the soul of Vordenberg that is in your master. So I will also add you on the list of souls to help and to free. I appreciate that, but that is no simple task. I understand. So that is why I'm going to ask for your help. Do you have any idea how we could remove Vordenberg's soul from Dracula? Unfortunately, that is nearly impossible. The knowledge does exist, but it it is scattered in fragments, and it is only a matter of time before your friend is beyond saving. You see, you, you tell me it's even a fraction possible. That's a mistake, because as my friends know... I'm willing to go into the hands of a witch if there's even a chance of success, so... Well, if you are willing to march into the hands of a witch, then perhaps you would be willing to march into the metaphorical dragon's den, so it were. What I can tell you, or the stronghold and repository of the knowledge that Dracula has accumulated... And he shudders a little bit as he says Dracula... That the master has accumulated... And that I have acquired in his name. It is dangerous, but there are resources in Big Ben Tower in London. If you can get me there, there are a few allies that I might still hold some sway over. And we might be able to get you some of that information. And in the process, if you can, if you can brave that and you can survive the gauntlet that awaits you, you can lessen some of the master's resources and firepower. Okay. That sounds like a plan. And then one last question I have for you, Renfield. Do you regret the terrible things you've done in your past? And do you wish to make amends for them? As I have said before, I do have many regrets, chief among them being that even I do not know how much I truly want to be free. All I have known for so long is being trapped that when it comes right down to it, I fear what my life, free of all that I've suffered, looks like. Hmm. He is not touching on the fact that he is a soul trapped in a thing, that he seems pretty connected to life, and that, yeah, because in my head, freeing him is allowing his soul to move on from this life, but he seems to have some reservations to hang on, so that might be something I explore further. <laughs> All right, Renfield. I might call on you for some more information later, as more develops. But as of right now, I am still willing to help you to find your peace and your freedom. But in the meantime, um, shoot. Uh, if I need to call on you for information, do you mind if I give you, like, a code name? Can I call you, like, um, Mr. Lockett or something? <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> I might need information from you quickly later and uh, continually talking to my friends about their viewpoints on Vordenberg still doesn't look I, I good. understand. That is a little whimsical for my tastes. But I will not fight you on that front. All right. Because I'd rather my friends think I'm crazy talking to a necklace than uh, I'm actually talking to uh, one of our mortal enemies. So, But in the meantime... um. Thank you for that information. It'll be very valuable. Uh, of course, and I, I appreciate your assistance. Remember, it will not be easy, but if you can get me to Big Ben Tower, 
then I might be able to help you with some of your problems. Okay. It'll look at the locket kind of suspiciously. And then I'm going to like awkwardly put the cold necklace back in my shirt. <laughs> All right. As the day is starting to come to a close, is there anything else that you all want to take care of before we start moving on? You can do some shopping right now. Any last second conversations you want to have with each other before the plot progresses? I would like to engage in commerce. I would also like to engage in the capitalism. I too. <laughs> all right. So a handful of vampire spawn are making their way out of the anti-magic circle and they make their way over towards you. <laughs> Howdy. At least it's not the twins. These vampire spawn merchant triplets. Oh, God. Awesome. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Make their way towards you. And Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Say to you, we're in need of a little bit of coin so that that way we can afford some blood. As a couple of the townsfolk are spreading out, most of them you can see kind of over your shoulder as they're being solicited by some of the vampire spawn for the usual exchange of money for blood. <clears throat> blood money. A majority of them are backing out of the deals entirely, and those that aren't have raised their prices. Mm. So these vampire spawn say, we just need a little bit of extra money. We can get you whatever you need. Is there anything that we can sell to you? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give him a list. And did you want me to read it all or I can just send it to you? <laughs> Is this like Santa? Like <laughs> your Santa list? No, I just I don't. It's a grocery list. You can send me the list. But if you would please just quickly breeze through it. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to want two smoke bombs, a flash grenade. Ten pittons, two bolas, and then also, if you could find some, let's just say, components for invisible fire. And I'll write down the recipe for that. Okay, so, smoke bombs will be 35 gold each. Right. Flash grenades will be 50 gold each. Pittons will be one gold for ten. Yep. Bolas will be five gold each. Yep. And the invisible fire components will be 15 gold each. Yep. Brings me to a total of 146. And I have 153. Wowee, big spender. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. All right. And so Louie <laughs> looks over your list, <laughs> looks at you, narrows his eyes, nods, and then sprints off into the distance. Sweet. Louis, my man. Very cool. All right, who's next? <laughs> I'll do this and I'll flick my cape and I assume it hits uh, Larry like right in the face as I walk by. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> in the way of gold, mon frere, I think that I will go ahead and purchase one of Dr. Henry Jekyll's experimental elixirs. Ooh. And a pearl of power. Ooh. Oh. But if you throw in a potion of healing and Phantom will start to roll up his sleeve, I'm just a normal dude. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right. So a pearl of power will be 50. The experimental elixir will be 50. And then the potion of healing will be on the house. Anyway, you better do the one that doesn't cost any health points. I know there's a little like sip version. <laughs> <laughs> a shot. <laughs> Dewey mouth already over your rolled up sleeve and forearm. The fangs retract slightly. And he kind of slumps over in disappointment. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will lose one ration of blood, which won't have any sort of negative effects on you. But you have earned the goodwill of, did I say Dewey? Sure. Yeah, I think it was actually. <laughs> They're all kind of interchangeable up until 2017. <laughs> I, th- I think it was actually Dewey. Dewey will halfway sink his teeth into your arm, will take a modest ration, will thank you, take your gold, and will sprint off into the distance. It was a pleasure. <laughs> all right, who's next? I am. I'll go. So as I like come out of the hut, I kind of want the second I step out, the group just hears like the far off sound of rolling thunder. <laughs> and I just like look a little different as I approach what I assume is Huey. And I'm like, got any weapons? Oh, man, he's got spiky hair and he's all all authoritative. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Justin Timberlake when he got his frosted tips. Yeah, he's got ramen hair. <laughs> yes. And Huey says to you. Yes, what can I get for you, sir? <laughs> Mary, you're glowing. Huey gets a little uncomfortable and doesn't fully know why, so straightens up a bit. <laughs> There's a wire sticking out of uh, Mary's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what kind of, if you have any weapons, shields, you know, stuff for battle. Do you have any specific requests of things that I can acquire completely above board and legally? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is everyone acting like this? I'm just trying to get a shield. Bloody hell. Yes, I can get you a shield. Um, how much would like a nice one cost me? A regular shield would cost 10 gold. Okay. A shield plus one would cost you 110 gold. No. You know, let's go, let's go for the big spender. Let's go for the shield plus yes, one. Yes, treat yourselves. <laughs> so I now have 27 gold. All right. And Huey will take the gold, walk at a leisurely pace off into the distance and then sprint away. (laughs) And then Jack, you hear a thud at your feet as Louie is spontaneously behind you with the things you asked for. (laughs) They move fast. I know, very quick. Uh, I'll go ahead and start taking it all and start putting it in the various pockets that I have somewhat organized. Okay, so go ahead and add all of that miscellaneous stuff to your inventory. Yep. Absolutely miscellaneous stuff. Then Dewey reappears directly behind Phantom and taps him on the shoulder and hands a couple of vials over towards him. Yes. (laughs) And says, you need to be extremely delicate and careful with these. Here's your health potion. This experimental elixir, make sure that you do not shake it up. You keep it in a regulated temperature environment. It's very volatile. That makes two of us friends. And I'm going to like nudge him in the ribs. (laughs) Without laughing, he smiles and says, I like your style and hands you a pearl of power. So go ahead and add all three of those to your inventory. Pearl of power, you can basically destroy to restore a spell slot. Up to level three. The experimental elixir, when you drink it, will give you a random beneficial effect. It will give you one of six boosts. You don't know which. (laughs) It's going to fuck a lot of people up. How would a pearl of power work for me? Would it just be I could cast anything level three below spell slot wise? Yeah. If you were to use a pearl of power the spell that you would cast would be considered third level. Okay. Uh, Sorry, what was the price for that again? Uh, that is 50 gold. I'll take one. If you have one just lying around, I'll take one. Dewey overhears that, looks over his shoulder, 
and says, well, it just so happens that I grabbed a spare. I grabbed a spare of everything that I got (laughs) because I didn't trust that experimental elixir not to explode along the way. Oh, jeez. All right. But I'm sure you'll be fine. Oh, no. Mm. That can explode. Oh, it'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. It'll be fine. It's liquid. Liquid doesn't explode. We all know this. (laughs) How do you explain lanterns then? That's not liquid. That's wax and fire. And oil, like torches. (laughs) And Huey comes back, dragging behind him a very large shield that he hands over to you, which I will let you flavor what it looks like. I'm going to imagine a silvery sheen kite shield, a little brighter silver outline, but there's no emblem. There's nothing like embossed in it to like, you know, show that I'm a part of a house or something. But I look at it and I kind of give a snicker. I'm thinking, I could probably have a phantom draw something on this. (laughs) So I look over to the young little vampire spawn. I say, thank you. And I also lean in and I tip him an extra 10 gold. I'm like, I also like to hire your service. Oh, if you get the word on any sort of magical swords or any other magical weapons involving lightning, let me know if you happen to get some in your position to sell. Keep them for me and consider this a little bit of a down payment. And I slip him 10 gold. Damn. Much appreciated and understood. Thank you. Much obliged. And then the vampire triplets reassemble. I wanted to also try and snag uh, Louie. Yes, what is it? We're about to reassemble. (laughs) (laughs) If by chance, later on down the line, you could send me schematics for this crossbow type contraption that uh, I made modifications to. Um, If you can send that my way later on down the line, Maledic said that he would cover it. I know this is the role that you want, yeah. but it's the role that's applicable. <laughs> role deception. Yay! Does he have like a plus 11? Is a role even necessary at this point? I have a plus 10 and I can still fail. <laughs> so I would, I would say it's applicable. Uh, uh, it's a DC oh. 17. <laughs> oh. I got a 24. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Maledictory. <laughs> I assume that I'll have to be assembling this uh, later on. Oh, well, if you'll assemble it yourself, that actually makes it easier on me. I'll get you the components for your contraption. (laughs) It's literally just a worse version of this. And Phantom Waves is going (laughs) to (laughs) run. Yeah, he's not wrong. It'll be 67 gold total, but I'll pass that along to your benefactor. Sounds good. Thank you. It'll be 50 for the crossbow. 15 for the modifications and two for the grappling hook. Excellent. Ooh, grappling hook. Um, I'll go ahead and just slip him the last seven gold that I have for his trouble and also potentially expediency. Glad to be of service. Now, is there anything else that any of you need? Carmilla is going to offer. Well, how, do, how should we do this? Because this is like a modification that needs to probably be made possibly by a, like a blacksmith of some kind. What you can do, if it's the claws, which is yeah. what I think you're doing, yeah. you can hand over the claws, they will disappear off screen and then reappear on screen with the finished modified claws. <laughs> Within seconds. <laughs> Incredible. The service here in Stratford is just unparalleled. Absolutely. That's why you stayed here for so long. Yeah, definitely for no other reasons. Uh, <laughs> no. It's still, sur- never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she takes off the gloves and uh, 
offers them to him. He's like, I just need these to be more bitey. You know what I mean? Just just a little bit more of a bite to them. What do you think? Do you know someone? So she's wanting teeth on the fingers. <laughs> I, I mean, look. Tooth fingers are a little unorthodox, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be actual teeth. It was just supposed to be. <laughs> Huey takes the gloves, wanders off screen past the edge mm. of the map, mm-hmm. and then Pac-Man's across the other <laughs> side of the map. Waka, waka, waka. Horrible, horrible <laughs> memories start to flood back. <laughs> and comes back with gloves that are serrated with teeth lining each of the knives on That's the fingers. That's fucking sick. Um, yeah. I, give, I give him all my money. Uh, Carmilla, you probably don't need to give him that much. No, hush, hush, hush. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I was trying to get some. <laughs> From, what? Are you going to like don like a beggar's robe? Please, please, sir. Do you have some more gold? No, just by saving you money, I was hoping for a tip. <laughs> so for all of Carmilla's money... What I'm willing to do there. So as opposed to treating these claws. But I want to, I, it's more of I want to give like the three of them. Like a generous tip. Like 25 gold each because it's tough out there and prices are going up and re- you still got rent to pay. You know, like. So they will very much appreciate your generous tip. What I will say for the modifications, as opposed to two daggers, mm-hmm. we'll treat them like two short oh, swords. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. And for the serrated edges of it, for all of the extra teeth, mm-hmm. uh, and because your tip was so generous, I will give it an extra plus one. Plus one? Okay, let me see what those stats are going to be. Because how much gold did she give them? At least a hundred. Yeah, the gloves would have been 20 gold, yeah. and then I gave them an extra uh, 75. Because do you want the plus one, or is there a chance that you can switch that out for a status effect? I'll say that because they're serrated, they have a chance of inflicting bleeding. Ooh. Yummy. Very cool. Yeah. I would imagine someone would be salivating. Uh, it's the blades. It's the blades. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if like the blades actually sucked up some of the blood and returned it back to me as like healing. To the wielder. Yeah, to the wielder. That'd be, be less poor. <laughs> be <Yeah>. less poor. <laughs> you know, you, he's not wrong. <laughs> I guess. Or, you know, you could say that Orlock said he'll cover the cost or something. I don't know. That man lives in a fucking glorified hovel. Well, then get rich friends. <laughs> Why do you think that I like Phantom so life much? Oh, wait, he's another sewer rat. What am I doing with my life? I, I literally have zero gold, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Huey, Dewey, and Louie very graciously accept your gold and say, before we head out, is there any last minute things we can acquire for you? I mean, I'm good. I will take that as a no. <laughs> Carmilla does have something. And they are mid-reassembling. <laughs> I hate what that and say, means. all right, we're in the middle of something, but what is it? Um, find the reddest rose you can find and leave it at Gonzo's doorstep. Oh. Just a heads up, she wears blue. You can't find blue roses. They're not natural. But she, wait, even though wait, they're my wait, favorite wait. flower. You can dye them. Wait. Oh my God, you can dye them. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Way back when we first met Gonzo and I was vomiting all over the floor, she gave me a lace handkerchief that was red. It was specifically described as red. I think she secretly likes the color. I don't know. That's just a theory, a game theory. But anyway, continue. (laughs) I do like the blue rose idea, especially because it means unrequited love or impossible love. So, um, yes, go dye a blue rose, sir, and leave it at Gonzo's doorstep. Go dye a white rose. Into blue. Blue. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got it. Yeah. 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 Actually, if any of you have pressed the digitation. We understand the end result you are looking for. We'll make sure that that happens. (laughs) Are you sure? We could talk about this for another 20 minutes if you have time. You pedantic motherfuckers. (laughs) Let's go into the process of dyeing a red blue rose. Well, first you have to. And they have reassembled. <laughs> so they are now all standing on each other's shoulders and wearing a really tall trench coat. That is adorable. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> and they walk away all as one collective unit into a back alley where a handful of villagers stick out their hands and literally all of the money that you have just spent goes to these villagers as they are feeding. Awesome. Yeah. Very sad. I kind of figured that would be the case. I would like to try and find any table that's large enough so that way I can start disassembling and reassembling my potential contraption. Or if it's going to take some time, then that's fine. That's the thing that you can start doing over the next several days. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. It won't be relevant until you have the other half of it that you've purchased. So it will be ready when it's relevant. Okay. Sounds good. But you have complete freedom to flavor the process of assembling that however you wish. Okay. Hey, hey, Jack. Yeah. Since we're going to hang out here for another night, can I see my book? Uh, Yeah, sure. Go ahead and like hand him over the book and then I'm going to head over to one of the houses and see if I could post up in a corner bar or something and just kind of like pass out at a table. Okay. Oh, good night. After I was handed the book, I'm going to like Zoidberg run over to (laughs) one of the empty houses for the night. And now that I know that Christine Daae is in town and I have a plan to get her voice, I need to make an enhancement to that thing we did earlier and to make it a duet. Oh, Make a sanity roll. Will do. I'm sure it'll be great. 67. 67. Roll a d4. I like how this is now one of those like paper things from elementary school. Like pick a number, pick a color. (laughs) Because you will either be blinded or deafened and the D4 will determine which. Well, I know which one I don't want it to be. Which one's a three? A three, you are blinded. Well, that's a real bummer, but you know what? I'll take it. Uh, Is there a time limit or is that like a just thing the phantom is now? That will go away at your next long rest. Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, it's not going to be soon. Interesting. Okay. So, until that point, your vision is clouded over in shadows, and you are hyper-focused on the music. Ooh. But it worked. But it worked. (laughs) Continue, everyone else. That was such an evil laugh. That puts an interesting wrinkle in the thing I was going to do next, but I'll let everyone else continue before I move on. Okay, so I go up to Mary and I'm like, hey, bud, you, shoo, you look different. I I, I imagine the spear thing went well. Well, good news is I'm attuned to it. Um, Also, I met someone while I was doing that. 
and I may or may not have sworn an oath to protect everyone in this world, including those who may or may not have tried to murder me or my friends. Oh, that's, um, that's a big responsibility. But, uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm sure if anyone can. Um, speaking of people that have tried to hurt your friends and family, there's just, there's one thing. So much has happened between when we encountered Dracula and escaping from Warwick that I just, I want to make sure that we have right. Like, uh, Eric totally tried to ally with Dracula, right? I'm not just imagining oh, that. Oh, you narc. <laughs> not gonna lie, I've been waiting to bring that up, but... yeah. We need to talk about it. We haven't talked about it. I know there's been so much with Emotep and everything, but that's just been... And I remember right before the fight with Dracula, he tried to, like, but I don't know, maybe had some plan. I just... But I do remember he did try to attack Emotep. Even after all of that, for some reason, I don't know if he's got a spell over us or if I'm just that damn gullible. For some reason, I still trust him and I still feel like... He, he, we're all going to work together to bring Emotep back. I don't know. It's like I had a bad role or something. But anyways. <laughs> I think during that fight, we all had bad roles. You know, I'm not 100% sure what that means. <laughs> but going back on the subject of Eric, mm-hmm. as much as I want to believe that he had another scheme up his sleeve. And you got to be honest, that man schemes every time he's awake. Every day, all the time. With every breath. Constantly. I don't know who's the bigger schemer, him or Jack. But at least Jack is blunt. <laughs> Eric, on the other hand, well, he's a theater man. He's got flair. He's, his whole thing is deception. I want to believe that he was trying to lure Dracula into some sort of false sense of security, I don't know. But what I do know is that he is unfortunately on very thin ice. I don't know. I don't know what plans he has, and and I don't want to pry, but I am worried. He's either going to hurt himself. Well, he's definitely going to hurt himself, but he's probably going to end up hurting someone else. But I just, I want to give him one more chance, so... When we're about to leave, I'm going to do something really stupid. Do I dare ask what this stupid thing is? What do you think about us using a spell that he has from the Necronomicon to try and bring back Emotep? Are you bloody insane? He asked me to help him. That book has been nothing but death and destruction. That book needs to be destroyed. Not just ripped apart, not separated. Destroyed. That book might be our only way to return him to this plane. It's why he was here in the first place, right? Larry, I have a very, very bad feeling about that book. If the stories are true, and by the looks of it, every single story, every single fable that we have encountered throughout your lives and my very short one is, we can't use it. We can't trust it. Yes, we might be able to bring him back, but will it actually be him or will it be some other infernal creature disguised as him? We don't know. I know the Necronomicon's bad, and I've been I've been racking my brain throughout this whole journey. I've been worried if I'm doing the good thing, if I'm doing the right thing, but even when I do the good and right thing, I still fail. People still get hurt. So the Necronomicon has power. 
I have power. I have dark power that I can use to help my friends. So even if the book is evil and dark and terrible, it might still be an avenue for us to explore. If we get there and it's bad and awful and things explode and do as the way they do, then so be it. But I, I don't know. I don't know whether I should be good and just good, but let bad things happen or if I should do bad things in the name of good, you know. But Maleva, when we were talking to her on the cart, she told me just to be Larry Talbot and go with my gut. And my gut says we need to get that book and we need to try to use it to bring Emotep back. And once we get there and whatever happens, we'll we'll see. But every fiber of my being is screaming that we should not touch it. But you might be right. It could help. But there's one thing I do know, Larry Talbot, is that even if you do a quote unquote bad thing, you've always redeemed yourself. For now, we'll use it as a last resort. And before Larry leaves, I grab his shoulder and I look him dead in his eyes and says, and when I say last resort, I mean last resort. You're right. And hearing that, something about that really ignites a fire in Larry and you see a little spark of life behind his eyes. The determination that really hasn't been there this entire time. Everyone roll perception. It's a five plus whatever. Oh, shit. It's a nine. That's a uh, 14. 16. With a 16. Yes. You black out momentarily. And when you come to, the Necronomicon is gone. No, shit. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Carmilla with a 14. You hear some commotion in a house nearby. Mm -hmm. You hear the sounds of a skirmish. Oh, dear. And you get a feeling of dread that seeps into you as you look towards this house. Can I roll to investigate? Or is it not a good idea? How late at night are we talking? I mean, not that it matters because, you know, vampire. It would be fun to say midnight. It's probably closer to like 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's midnight. (laughs) Old people midnight. Yeah. (laughs) For flavor, Phantom is just feeling around this entire building. Just can't see anything. Feeling around. (laughs) Poor guy. It's... (laughs) In my mind, it's when the raccoon tries to wash his um, cotton candy oh, in the water. Oh, oh, oh. That's so sad. Where'd it go? Would not be sad oh. if you knew what happened. So just how about you hold off on that? Yeah. <laughs> Carmilla, as you open the door to this house, you see splayed out throughout the interior of it the dead bodies of all of the merchants that had just <gasps> sold. Oh their blood to Huey, Dewey, and Louie. In the center of them, you see Jack holding two bloodied knives. Oh my god. Whoa! What? And in the back Uh of the room, you see the Necronomicon as the blood is being magnetically pulled in. Oh Oh I just want to say I handled this responsibly comparatively. <laughs> oh my. Did you do an oops? The face on Carmilla is exactly the face that uh, Donald Glover has when he enters the room that's on fire holding some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> For a little bit of like visual effect, can we just say that uh, Jack's goggles are, of course, 
covered and caked in blood. His bandages are not exactly covering all his skin, so the blood is actually, like, outlining his actual skin. Oh, freaky. His coat is, like, roughly torn. And I would say you can visibly tell that Jack is not conscious right now. Yeah. Except there is no possible way that you would be able to visually tell whether the invisible man is awake or asleep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Other than... He's snoring. <laughs> um. <laughs> but for that added context, he is unconscious. Yeah. And Carmilla knows this. Um, would Jack in this situation react to being walked in on? And if he would react, would he react host- hostile? You're a sweepy beepy, aren't you? I mean, I don't know, because I don't know if I'm being controlled by the book, or I don't know if... You do not react, and the blood that's dripping off of your daggers doesn't hit the floor. It kind of magnetically redirects towards the book. That's so cool. But also, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. And the inky black music notes that are leaking out of it are getting dyed red. Oh, my God. Oh, Phantom, what did you do? You don't get to know what I did yet. Is this what you meant by a duet? It's all going wrong. Making Jack do your dirty work. Hey, whatever conclusions you all jump to. (laughs) Oh, my God. But also, Uh, you don't see it, Larry. Hush, hush. Perhaps if not the commotion, then Carmilla's very loud, holy fucking shit might uh, elicit a response from Jack. Would I have to do a perception or something in order to wake up or? Roll constitution. Oh yeah. Do we hear it? You absolutely hear Carmilla yell, holy fucking shit. My constitution is great. Let's do this. Actually, hold on. What is holy fucking shit in Romanian? (laughs) Not bad, 16. With a 16, I'll say that jars you awake. Are we able to rush over? Yeah. Carmilla! Uh, that'd be good. Mary and I are just hustling down this dirt path towards where we heard the scream. Jack's gonna take notice of everything that's in the vicinity. Uh, I have no idea what just happened. I may not be believable, but <laughs> considering is how I'm standing in the middle of three dead bodies and my dagger, son of a bitch, my daggers. Yeah, good luck with that one, bud. Yeah. Um, do I see that the blood is being pulled to the book? Uh, roll perception. You actually heard Carmilla say, Che pui mai. <laughs> Which uh, in English actually means, uh, what my chickens. <laughs> um, That's cute. I like that. I rolled another 17 and my modifier is a one. So I rolled an 18. With an 18, yeah, you see what's happening. Uh, as soon as I see the book, I'm not gonna, or I'm gonna try not to look directly at it, and I'm gonna shut the book as fast as I can, and then I'll just kind of like scoop it up and try and tuck it away. Did Marion, I make it to the room. How quickly are you covering this up, Jack? The book or the killing? Either. <laughs> I would say that my main goal is to close up the book. And then I'm not necessarily hiding it because if if I was given permission, then that means, at least in my head, the entire party knows that it's only Phantom and myself. So I've got it and I've got it under my arm and I'll explain what I potentially saw, but I'm not going to willingly give up the book. But what about the crime scene? (laughs) I already said I was going to explain it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I would say you arrive just after Jack has gathered up and hidden away the book. Well, not hidden, but put away the book. Yeah, it's under my arm. So I'm just running up. I'm like, Carmilla, what? Holy shit. 
She's just saying the words Chipana Mea, Chipana Mea over and over again <gasps> and <sighs> gesticulating hungrily but confusedly. <laughs> what happened? D- Jack, are you okay? Uh, checking myself. Uh, I'm, I feel fine. Uh, but I'll definitely say that uh, something funky was kind of going on a little bit earlier with I think yeah uh, this is this is the most blood I've seen in a very long time you of all people should actually be I don't know thirsty or hungry I don't I don't know you know yeah well I am worried about you asshole yeah this is this is serious these are citizens of this town and they're they're just murdered did we say anything do, do we know anything that happened oh, here uh Right, citizens. Uh, As a group, roll stealth. Because y'all are making a lot of noise. Oh, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Does Phantom get to contribute to the stealth, even though... Uh... Yeah, Phantom can contribute. Yay! That's <laughs> a two! She's I, uh... contributed enough, actually. <laughs> so, uh, guys, good news. I don't have a negative on my stealth anymore. <laughs> Ooh. Yay. Bad news is I rolled a nat one. <gasps> I uh... rolled an unnatural one. Twinning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. so fucked. Phantom rolled a 17, because I'm not even fucking there. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, if the other three of you roll a nat 20, you succeed. Otherwise, that's a fail. Oh, yeah, no, I rolled a six. This is why I don't sneak around with you guys. I'm just like, why the hell is no one taking this seriously? Uh, I don't know. Like, is this a side effect of the whole Rainer situation? To be honest, this is uh, four now in total that, wow, that I've done. Um, Shit, that's actually a lot. That's... Jack, did you... Do this. Listen, I'm a guy of logic. Uh, I'm literally standing in the middle of the crime scene. My daggers are actually clean with blood. And as far as I know, they're just dead bodies. Uh, As you can see, the blood is kind of minimal by now. Oh, also, um, there was something funky going on, and I'll just, like, motion towards the book. No, don't you give away that fucking book. I swear to God, Jack. Oh, also, Jack... Add to your inventory the collective amount of money that you all just spent. Oh my god, yes! I'm so rich! (laughs) What the hell? So that's like 500 and... I'll call it an even 500. Okay. Can I roll a medicine check in this room to see how they died? Go ahead and roll your medicine. Oh, they're vampires though, right? These are people. These are the people that the vampires bought. Oh, the blood I thought of. these were the oh. vampires. No, these no, are, these are these human are beings. Oh, Jack is fucked. Mm. Yeah, you're being very lackadaisical about this whole thing. And the town is starting to emerge from their houses as they're hearing this commotion. Yeah, also, why did it matter? It's like making a distinction like, oh, yeah, I'll be completely lackadaisical. It's just some vampire scum. But if it's humans, oh, no, I care. Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had a reasoning for this because Jack was drawing the conclusion that uh, he killed Raynor and Raider was a vampire and everyone was cool with me killing Raynor. And now he's just kind of like, OK, vampire lives are roughly the same thing. Are these these are people. Does that does that change? There's a turn order happening. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you will get one round to do what you will with this scene as everyone is starting to look in the direction of where all this noise is coming from. 
Uh, a medicine? That's a 23. <laughs> that's a high roll for, uh, yeah, you stabbed people. <laughs> yeah, he stabbed people. He stabbed people. I mean, that's that's what I do. I, I yeah, I get in the room and I, I look at all of them and I'm like, Jack, I don't know what happened, but these look like dagger wounds. These are these are shallow cuts in very specific parts of the body. Um, do you you don't remember a, a damn thing about what happened in here? No, I I have no recollection on anything. The last thing I remember was that I was in the bar and I was passed out. Uh, I I look at the book in your hands. I look at you. I look at Mary, and I'm like, this is this is really bad. We need to move. We need. Uh, I, I don't know what we should do, but we can't stay here. Gonzo just got added to the turn order. Oh. We need to make this look like an accident. We need to stage this. Um, actually, I've got a better idea. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump on my broom. Uh, Mary, you seem to have a special authoritative glow about you. How about you uh, You tell them that I went a little bloodthirsty and I uh, enjoyed myself a little too much at Warwick or Warwick Castle. Uh, and you guys give chase after me. And I'm going to go ahead and jump out a window and stealth away. Oh, my God. Did I see that he had the Necronomicon on him? You showed us, didn't you? Yeah, he isn't exactly hiding it. No, because I motioned okay, to okay. it. And I, I had made mention that this thing was kind of like sucking up the blood because I, I had said that my blades were not caked with blood. They were they were clean. They were dry, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, I've already jumped on my broom and I've stealthed away. Uh, uh, roll animal handling. Love it. Ah, that's a one. Ah. So I jump out the window, land flat on my face, and I'm like, oh, right, this this piece of shit. And I'll just rush off into the, <laughs> into the, into the bushes and hide. It does carry you a little bit of the way, but as it bucks you and makes your way through, all of that loose coin in your pockets begins to spill out and leaves a trail following after you. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> awesome. hell? I don't... I didn't have this. Go ahead and remove 50 gold. Sounds fine by me. Oh no, I lost 50 gold. <laughs> yeah. That was like a drop in the ocean. <laughs> um, okay, so he gave us a diversion. I am just staying there just seething. I'll deal with Gonzo. Apparently our problems just got a little worse. After this, I don't think we're going to have a safe harbor here. I will try to negotiate safe passage to grab in Motep. And then we're going to be on our way to do Marlo's favor. But I don't think we're going to be welcome in Stratford for a while. At least not unless we have that book. If we still have it. And I look over to Larry and I'm like, this is why it has to be destroyed. That's a damn good argument. Can we talk about the book with Gonzo? Because that way we can just say that Invisible Man has taken the book somewhere far away from Stratford where it won't kill people again. I am going to tell her the truth. I am done lying. I am done deceiving. I'm not very good at it as you two are. Well, actually, you're not very good at it either. You're somewhat. (laughs) Our best liar just ran away and the other best liar is God knows where. So I am going to tell her exactly what happened because Jack got possessed, killed these poor people, and ran with the book. I'm going to negotiate some sort of 
truce because we just broke the word and three people are dead. Please don't lose my book. I see that the crowd has formed. Have they heard everything that he just said? (laughs) They've heard some of it, but they mostly are in a mad panic as they see the dead bodies of three of their fellow townspeople splayed out on the floor in this house. Uh. And there is a mad panic and the group is starting to get more and more and more agitated. Gonzo hears all of the commotion and has made her way over to see what is happening. She looks into the house, sees the dead bodies, sees all of you, sees the crowd beginning to form into an angry mob. As they do. And she is going to cast Calm Emotions at maximum level. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Such a boss. I love her. She's so good. Which suppresses the emotions of everyone in a 20-foot radius. The upcast is going to expand that radius. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. She's a powerful lady. Do not fuck with Gonzo. Or you will be Gonzo. Mm-mm. Did we make that joke the first time when she did something like that? <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's called a callback. Yeah. <laughs> She's very good at just yeah. uh, wrecking shop. So I'm going um, to call that a 40-foot radius, uh, which will encompass everyone who is okay. present. Uh, Each humanoid must make a charisma saving throw. Creature can choose to fail. Creature who fails suppresses any fright-based effects and is magically neutral and indifferent to what is happening. The spell breaks if anyone is harmed before the casting ends. Can I make a charisma saving throw? Sure, yeah, if you want to try to resist it. Yeah, I'm going to try and resist it. I mean, I'm not, like, against it, but I just feel that if I had calm emotion, I wouldn't be able to get my point across. So... Same. But as the crowd is panicking, she says, clearly, something drastic has just happened, but let cooler heads prevail. I rolled a 14, but my modifier is a plus two, so 16 in total. And 15 was the DC. I rolled uh, an unnatural 20. And 15 was the DC. (laughs) (laughs) To keep my worries about me. Carmilla is not going to resist the effects of this because she's just swearing in a bunch of languages she knows. There's some Spanish, some French, you know, lots of things. So you feel your panic sort of mystically (laughs) dull. I work best when I'm panicked. (laughs) Um, Mary, I need to go find Eric. In case we need to make a hasty retreat, but we should have everyone that we can here. I'll deal with Gonzo. Okay, so can I make a, a stealthy escape, perhaps? Uh, roll stealth. If it's poo-poo, I'm going to <laughs> go into a gas form. God, I could talk. All right, well, that stealth is a nine. I don't think it's going to do it, so I'm going to, like, hop behind Mary and then gaseous form. And Gonzo is going to say... Can you please calmly and rationally explain what happened? I most certainly can. A while ago, you remember Imhotep? Well, the scrolls that he was looking for were actually pages of the Necronomicon. When we were fighting Dracula, the Necronomicon was completed again, and it was used to help bring him back. Somehow, someone in our party took possession of it. And, well, it possessed Jack. And when we came to here, Jack was in the middle with three strung up bodies. He still has it, and we are going to get him back. But what I can 100% assure you 
is that this was not done with his knowledge, his consent, or by his will. If you need us to leave, we will gather our things and we will leave peacefully. I believe you. I understand your story. I understand the danger of that tome. And it lines up with the general chaos that has happened in your vicinity over the last few weeks. Yeah, we... For the next hour, this effect will not last longer than an hour, and they will not be as understanding as I. They will be demanding some form of justice or retribution. I understand. And seeing that who was killed were vampire sympathizers, whose money was stolen from them, the town's agreement was breached... That is not going to end well for the undead community unless they get someone and something to pin it on. Now, I'm not suggesting any particular course of action. What I am suggesting is that this be resolved within one week in order to ensure that safety is still maintained. I do not want to take any drastic actions against the undead here. My hands are very nearly tied in that regard in every sense. And this, I do not think I will be able to come back from this without forcibly evicting the undead population. And if it comes down to it, I will forcibly turn the undead away. That is the last thing that I want to do. But I will do what is necessary to maintain order in this town. I would like to prevent that, if possible. So if you give me someone and something in one week that I can publicly make an example out of, then I might just be able to avoid reaching that ultimatum. As with someone, he did not have control over his actions. I understand that. But the something that we can give you one week, we will have your proof. We will find a way to work this out. Should the good people of Stratford, both undead or alive, not want us here, our offer to help should the town ever come in danger will stand. But you have my word, Gonzo. We did not want this. Get me that book within one week. Understood. Otherwise, you are never welcome in this town again and all of the undead will be forcibly turned, and I do not believe all of them will survive the process. One week, you'll have the book. I will do what I can, while everyone is forced to remain calm. You will need to leave first thing in the morning. And please, for your own sake, for my sake, do not return without that book. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Now, apparently... We have an opera to get to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you mean other than the soap opera we just went through? Yeah, I know, right? So Gonzo says, fine, you deal with your mess. I will deal with mine. And she starts to herd the crowd away from the building. They are magically numbed, and so they are not in as much of a panic or a frenzy, but they still are not enjoying looking at the dead bodies, (laughs) and yet feel themselves drawn to keep looking and get a better view. Yeah. As rubberneck and do. See it on the freeway all the time. Yep. How little things change. So she pulls them all away. We will jump over to Larry. Yeah, where is the theater boy? That's the game we're playing. You can probably find him. (laughs) He is humming pleasantly. 
and brewing tea. Oh, lovely. Is he sure it's tea? <laughs> there are several damp, burny spots on his gloves where he has just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the end result is tea. Yeah. How you got there. It took a long time while you were all investigating, okay? But I had a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that I recorporealize right outside the door. I hear him humming gently mm-hmm. and having just a nice time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry, is Eric? that you? Come in, please. So, uh, I come bringing big news. We might need to leave earlier than we had previously scheduled because, um, allegedly, Jack just murdered a bunch of people. Oh, no, what did they do to deserve it? And I'll, I'll pour two cups. Uh, mine is perfect for some reason, but yours it just, like, spills all over the place. God, you always do this to me. <laughs> it's just the exact scene from Young Frankenstein yes. with the blind uh, rabbit. Yes. <laughs> Shakily trying to follow <laughs> where you're pouring the tea and like, ah! Um, he says he blacked out. He says he blacked out, and then he woke up and... He was covered in blood. He's in a room with three dead people. And now all of Stratford saw us at the crime scene. So um, just wanted to catch you up on the latest news. That's horrible. That sounds like some kind of dark magic. Do we have any suspects? Uh, like more than, I guess, the book? Jack had the book. Is that where the book is? Oh, that makes sense. And Phantom's going to look up and make eye contact. And where his eyes should be are two black voids with, like, music bars. And, like, (laughs) notes are floating Uh by. Oh, oh, that's creepy. Hey, bud, you doing okay? You know what, Larry? I just finished the song. The song to bring back Imhotep, to save us all. And and then the book disappeared. I'm I'm sure that Jack just borrowed it. It's tragic, and Phantom's brow furrows, to hear that he can't handle dark forces like that. It makes sense. He's not very magically attuned. I should probably hold on to the book from here on out to, you know, keep him safe. Right. Yeah. Um, that would be great, except he is, uh, wanted for murder and is uh, escaping on the broom right now, so I don't know how quickly we'll get to that. That's no problem. I'll just see and visit. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you're a little, uh, your eyeballs are gone. Uh, I just, I need, I needed to say that. Uh, they are, they are not as they were. You know what, Larry? I've noticed. It has been extremely Hmm. inconvenient. Mm Mm-hmm. As my hands are scalding hot. But it's not the first (laughs) time I've gotten tunnel vision. Uh, and when Phantom does tonal shifts in his voice, the bars in his eyes, like, wiggle, like, shift like waves rad <laughs> tunnel vision <laughs> when i was writing a piece of music especially one as transcendent as this one mm. take a point of inspiration for that aaron <laughs> yeah that was sick oh, it's been so long <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a bunch of inspiration for being evil you're not able to see this phantom but larry's like leaning forward just like staring into that one eye of desire. You hmm. almost can read it, but they okay. don't match up. Like, it doesn't actually feel like reading a sheet of music. It's notes, kind of, and it's bars, kind of, but as you try to pin it down, it's just not, you know. <laughs> They're just weeble-wobbly and weird, and, and Larry has not a damn clue about music, so he's just like, I guess that's right. Um, 
Uh, you know, I'm here. Might as well. Uh, Eric, I know a lot of stuff has been going on and going crazy, right? I, But I just want to know, you can trust me, right? Larry. Mm. <laughs> I take a sip of tea. Mm-hmm. Phantom takes both of your hands in his gloves. It takes a second. As he, like, bumps your hand while you're sipping tea, it, like, spills on your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Larry. Uh, I like awkwardly try and put the teacup down. Of course I do. Implicitly. And you know that I trust you, right? And you're you're my good friend, and I wouldn't ask you to do anything you wouldn't want to do, right? Of course. What's this all about? Well, I know you hate in the past that I've I've had a lot of questions. I like to pry. I know that's not your favorite thing. But I know. Going to Windsor is a pretty big deal for you. So a deal I will make to you as my dear friend. I will do whatever you ask of me, no questions asked. I know, I know you say you trust me, but I know there's a little bit of hesitation, but to just show you something, whatever you need from me in Windsor, I will do. Is there a question attached, Larry? No, I want you to trust me and I want you to rely on me and I... I know what we're going to do might not be great. Obviously, dark magics are in play. Your eyeball's doing a funky thing. And I know that lives are hard and we're going to have to do things that we don't necessarily think are the necessarily good thing to do. But I just want you to know that you're my friend and I trust you. And I will do what you ask of me. I just wanted to put that out there. Can I roll insight? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and see if this is a ploy for me to reveal my evil. <laughs> you know, it makes sense because I can't see, but that's going to be a seven. <laughs> seven. You're right. It makes sense because you can't see. Larry, I appreciate it. I need only two things from you. One, I need Christine's voice. It is paramount. And two, I'm worried about Jack. We need to get that book out of his hands. If we're afraid of it, you know, corrupting with too much contact or something. I can have an unseen servant handle it. We can keep it safe. This is a troubling development, to be sure. And I'll make you a promise in return. I know that we've been on a bloody path of carnage. I intend to kill zero people on this Windsor trip. (laughs) Very careful wording. Yeah. Is is that a promise that you intend? I promise that I intend to kill zero people. Um, Okay. I will ask you one thing, Eric, completely unrelated to everything. Um, can you just... I feel like I know nothing about you. Can you just tell me one thing that is just a favorite of yours? I don't know, a favorite... a color, a favorite song? My favorite opera is Faustus. I... I think... I think I know that one. It's... it's been a while, but... As performed by Christine Dyer. Oh. Oh, yes, you said you were a fan. Hers is a voice unlike any other. Something above the regular human coil. Wow, that's quite some praise. Well, shoot, with your endorsement, I, I'm i excited to hear it in a few days' time. I think we'll have a wonderful time. And Phantom's going to wink and one of the like weird demonic abyssal musical notes comes out of like his eye. Like, you know, the effect where like someone winks and a little sparkle comes out. It's like that, but it's one of the fucked up abyssal music notes. I just cringe like, Bleh. all right, see you tomorrow. 
And then Jack, what are you up to? Um, he's been stealthing along the outer edges of the town, hoping that someone was able to basically just pin it all on him so that way the rest of the party is fine. There's just a Hansel and Gretel trail of coins. Yeah. Directly tracing your path. Uh, interesting. Gonna grab a few of those dropped coins and try and tuck my pocket back in so that way it being slightly turned inside out is now concealing the rest of the gold so that way it stops dropping. I will say because you picked some of it back up and did that pocket thing, you only lose another 20. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> it's another drop in the bucket for me. <laughs> Good lord. Never had this much gold before. It's, it's that scene from Cinderella where Gus Gus keeps trying to pick up all of the corn pieces. and. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that scene. I think I'm just going to try and like feel along the book to see if it's like wet or if it's dry, trying to completely understand like what happened and see if there's like an effect that is lingering that's still on me it does feel a little denser than it did before oh. mm. but it visually and textually looks and feels unchanged other than it's slightly heftier interesting um i think for the most part jack is just going to be trying to get the hell out of dodge <laughs> given that then we'll go ahead and jump to the morning We'll say that you find a place to hunker down and hide. And as day comes along and the town is free of the effects of the calm emotion spell, but are momentarily placated, they watch you all staring daggers at each of you as you are assembling your stuff, getting ready to go. Carmilla, mm -hmm. Orlock makes his way towards you. Everyone darts their eyes over at him and then back over at all of you. And he's momentarily relieved to not have all of the hatred on him for a moment. Oh. And he says, uh, Carmilla, I, I need to speak with you for a little bit. Um, I, I did some digging and I don't mean metaphorically. I had to climb through the garbage to find all of my old things. They, <laughs> I, I sold them off, but apparently no one saw any value in them. So oh. I, if you've got any charcoal or anything like that, I can take a quick dry bath to make myself a little more pleasant. But, <laughs> but if not, it's fine. Um, anyway, the point of it is I was able to find something, but you're not going to like it. What is it? There's a very old alchemical ritual that can restore your memories selectively. So there's a couple downsides to the process. It, it requires extracting the brain to be able to do it. So oh, okay. it's, uh, it's not typically a survivable process. Um, oh, yes. Good. There are some exceptions to that. It's been done before, but... There's no known medical means of safely extracting and restoring a brain. Well, I think I know someone who could do that. Carmilla's going to slap Mary on the back, be like, Hey, seems like in all your time, you've actually uh, networked correctly. Good job. That's the first 101 of getting famous, you know. Uh, I mean, not really networking. I mean, he did bring me into this world, so it's kind of like, yeah. Wait, are you famous? <laughs> I'm not. Well. Not yet. I am, kind of. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, whether or not you're a celebrity really doesn't change any of what's about to happen. It just would have been cool. Uh, anyway, if you have a way of subverting that problem, there is another drawback and downside. So 
essentially what the process would do, it would extract the memories from your own gray matter and from the brains of everyone else who still has a hold on you. What it would give you on the flip side, it would give you an elixir that could restore any of your lost memories to whomever drinks it. As soon as that potion is ingested, it will remove all existing memories from the heads of everyone who still has them concerning you, and will transfer them into that person. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find any way to restore en masse what has been taken, only to consolidate what remains. So unfortunately, all of your remaining allies, save whomever you give this elixir to, will have their memories of you removed. And I will be the only one who remembers me at all? Yes, it, it, it depends on how efficient the potion-making process is, but I believe we will be able to extract two of those potions. So one for me, and one for someone else. I appreciate the offer already, Carmilla. Of course I will accept the other person. <laughs> <laughs> just glare over to Phantom. Those are some uh, very high stakes. Now, the effects of this potion will not take effect until you or a person you designate ingest them. When you decide you are ready, if you ever decide you are ready, you will have that tool available to you. That is the best that I can offer. She kind of looks at, like, the allies around her, and she's, like, there. there's that pessimistic part that's just like, oh, well, it's just five more people, but... Those are the also the only five people that she's probably had any trust for for hundreds of years. Carmilla takes the um, I, I assume he found some pages of something, some like old alchemical texts, and she takes the pages and kind of flips through them. And they're all beautifully illustrated, you know, lots of different pigments and things like nobody wanted like not even to frame they're beautiful they were in the trash what, what kind of trash as soon as they found out that i drew them everyone just immediately threw them out they didn't even oh. give them the time of day i i think it's some of my best work Bloody. she looks at she's like this, the vermilion the the lines the the gilding orlock i had no idea you never showed me any of your work i didn't know you were a talented artist this this somehow changes everything for her. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. And I really am very happy that you have the technical know-how to really appreciate this on a mechanical level. I mean, it's not just the art, but the, the whole procedure itself. I mean, yes, it's very volatile and dangerous. And a lot of people died in the process of doing this. And a lot of people will probably continue to die if more people do this. I'm, I'm glad that you will find a way to survive. But uh, either way... Way, it is still something that I am proud of. I stab him. No! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well, that's part of the course. <laughs> so, so like, actually, this brings up something interesting. Um, Since Orlok drew these, does he have knowledge about alchemical esoterica? 
was he an alchemist? Okay, Kermit, I have so many questions now. Now that I don't, you know, now that Orlok has actually given me something to be interested about. <laughs> and I would be happy to answer all of them on the way to, where is your friend that can help make this survivable? Northampton. Ah, that's a long walk. Well, it, it's a long story, so you'll have plenty to entertain yourself with. <laughs> Carmilla, she gets like this weird look on her face, looking at the, the pictures and back at Orlock. And uh, yes, we will have a lot of time to talk. Eternity might be a better word. And she flips through these again. Oh, I, I don't like the implication there. <laughs> you implied it first, my friend. Um... That would be the first time she's called him friend. I was just going to say, gross. Go pick up some coins. <laughs> I mean, I have been. Yeah, I know. Have you been counting them too? Have you just had to start over? Isn't it awful? That feeling of OCD, it's terrible. Really. Oh, I've been counting and recounting because I do have that nervous tick in me. Oh, that's true. Uh, but yes, I think I know the way. I, If we hurry, we might be able to make it there in about a week. Oh, crap. That's not good because... She looks at Mary, panicked. But we only have a week to get the book back to Stratford, to here. I will have to go alone. We will take care of Phantom. We will take care of whatever he wants to go in Windsor, and we will take care of the book. You go see my father and tell him I said hi when you meet him. Also, I look at both at Carmilla and Orlock. He doesn't really look. Like the rest of us, but just mention you know me, and well, Maleva should be there too. So if Maleva's there, she could vouch for you as well, Carmilla. But Victor's like, why do these people keep showing up on my door? Yeah, sorry, Dad. Uh, my friends need some help. I can only imagine he's like, I don't give a crap that you know Mary. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, uh, what? Who am I looking for? What? Do, what does he look like? Uh, think walking calamari. A calamari? I, I mean, that's no worse than anything I've turned into, so... That is worse. true. I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> Have you seen the horrible spider thing? Isn't it disgusting? Yeah, I was there. He hit me. Yes, yes, we all like reliving one of the worst moments of my life, but can we please <laughs> just get going and put that behind us? I mean, I, there's so much more to me than just the man who turned into a giant spider one time. <laughs> <laughs> the name of his memoir. Uh, so I go, I go over to Orlock and I say, he's going to have a bunch of people working for him. They're all named Igor. Don't ask. Just roll with it. Oh, I've employed a few Igors in my past. Oh. They're lovely people. Oh, good. Phantom rolls his musically covered eyes. <laughs> he was turned into a mind flare. But as long as you mention me, he's not going to attack you. I, I mean, I don't know that he would want my what's left of my brain. It's very old. <laughs> so many ridges. Me, mine's baby smooth. <laughs> well, I don't have any stuff that I need to gather for the journey, so I'm good to go whenever. So if you're ready to go. Carmilla's gonna kind of, like, pat herself, like, all of the pockets, you know, she definitely doesn't have. Like, no, I'm ready to go. Okay, and as you two take off, you do make eye contact with Gonzo as she is picking up the rose from her doorstep. She furrows her brow a little bit, and as your gaze lingers a bit, a little bit of a smile forms. Whoever that Dracula spawn was, she's charming. Aww. And as you start to walk up the path away from 
Stratford. You pass as you're going through the trees. Uh, you hear like a tiny fluttering of wings and a little bit of chittering. And as you look through the trees, you can see laying on one of the branches is a familiar looking bat <gasps> who is looking in better shape than you've seen him in a while. He is right now bench pressing a large stick. Damn. <laughs> and he looks over at you, sets it down, scrambles up, and with a deep resonant squeak, <laughs> salutes you and nods. Me you Britian. Not so little actually anymore. You're looking really swole. You've been Too like jacked. <laughs> he swings a little wing with like an oh stop it gesture. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you're looking great. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> He's so cute. And he, he puffs himself up. He flaps his wings to get a little bit of a running start and then flies at the tree branch to attack it. It wiggles, but nothing more. He narrows his eyes and then goes back to the stick that he was bench pressing, looks at you, shakes his head and says, squeak, squeak. (laughs) And then continues to exercise as he is, he's not there yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. You go. We are the outcasts, the misfits, you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night Shrouded with unearthly fright So when you're oh so terrified You know who to call The world is falling apart We'll never take it to heart So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all Let's all have a ball Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. Special thanks to our patrons, including Harley Q135, Rusty Halo, The Lone One VA, Sparks Witty, Pink Shy Guy, Dire Beast, CJ, and Pyropat. If you want to join our cult and hear your name entered into the pool of credit shoutouts, as well as get access to our fan Discord, bonus mini campaigns, and one shots, then head over to our Patreon and sign up for only five bucks a month. If you want to help us out in other ways, then spread the word to your friends and family, or leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com slash dndark. Dean Dark's cast this episode is Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein Monster, and Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man. This episode also featured Janae Pellerin as Carmilla Karnstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at True North Studios, Las Vegas. Listen to new episodes of D&D Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. He asked me to help him with a spell that he has from the Necronomicon to try and bring back him. He has the what now? I think Jack has it. Jack has the what now? That's what we will get there when we get there. Um, But. Mary, are you okay? 
I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad, but at the same time, are you bloody insane? I didn't give it to them. <laughs> They've just been tossing it back and forth. I haven't been able to get my hands on <laughs> That's it. That's true. <laughs> I, I really. I need it. 